Among the high-rises and entertainment venues of downtown Tampa, Florida, sits an ordinary, although admittedly massive, parking structure. The 10-story Fort Brook parking garage sits near the mouth of the Hillsborough River and provides 2,523 parking spaces to commuters who work downtown and those who decide to enjoy an event at the Amelie Arena, the Tampa Convention Center, or spend a night out on the town along Tampa's Riverwalk. But what many people don't realize is that beneath the parking structure, dating back several centuries, lies an abandoned cemetery, which may explain some of the strange occurrences reported within the concrete structure over the years. Distant chanting, sounds of drums, and shadowy figures have all been reported throughout the parking structure and at all hours of the day. To understand these strange events, it's best to understand the history behind the sacred ground, and why many believe that the Fort Brook Garage is one of the more haunted places in Tampa. I'm Steve Blanchard. Welcome to Phantom History. Way before Tampa was the thriving metropolis it is today, and even before Florida became a state back in 1845, and, going further back, before the United States acquired the territory from Spain in 1821, the land under the modern-day parking garage was already settled. It was settled by the Native American Tocobaga tribe, centuries before. Archaeologists believe the Tocobaga were centrally located in modern-day Safety Harbor in Pinellas County. They roamed most of western Florida from 1513 until 1763. The tribe was decimated when European explorers arrived and brought disease, raids, and other progress. Archaeologists say that the Tampa Bay area was virtually uninhabited for more than a century after that. Eventually, however, the Seminoles found their way south and had started to thrive among the Spanish. In 1823, just two years after Florida became a U.S. territory, Colonel George M. Brooke was sent to the area now known as Tampa to contain the Seminole tribe. His job was to relocate them onto more than a million acres stretching from Charlotte Harbor to the south to Ocala, which is north of Tampa. Soon after, in 1824, Brooke decided on a location to build a wooden fort on the mouth of the Hillsborough River, near the site of today's Tampa Convention Center. It served as a major outpost on Florida's west coast during all three Seminole Indian Wars and the Civil War. It's also credited with playing a large part in the development of the village of Tampa. It operated until 1882, but not without its fair share of bloodshed. The first round of violence came to the fort during the Second Seminole War, which lasted from 1835 until 1842. Fort Brooke was a major Florida post and embarkation point for the removal of the Seminoles to the Indian Territory. The Native Americans got an early upper hand, though, in 1835, when they attacked Colonel Francis Dade and his entire command of 108 Fort Brooke troops traveling to Fort King in Ocala. Every last soldier was slaughtered. Eventually, the fort became a strategic shipping port for the Confederacy during the American Civil War. In 1862, Union forces attacked at what became known as the Battle of Tampa. It was a small battle, and the Confederate soldiers held onto the fort with minimal damage. A year later, the Battle of Fort Brooke began when two Union gunboats opened fire on the fort as a distraction so on-land soldiers could create a roadblock. The soldiers at Fort Brooke figured out the plan and mounted a counterattack, which resulted in Union casualties. 
Eventually, on May 6, 1864, Fort Brooke was captured by Union forces, and it remained in federal hands well beyond the end of the Civil War. In the 20th century, progress had caught up with Florida and Tampa Bay. In 1980, Tampa was in desperate need of parking space. That's when contractors began construction on a new parking facility in downtown Tampa. But soon, construction workers realized they would need to delay their plans because human remains were unearthed not long after the first bulldozers rolled in. Local historians believe the bones made up more than 100 bodies of both American soldiers and Native Americans. The bodies were never involved in coffins, and, if any coffins would have been used, they would have made of wood and would have long ago deteriorated. All that remained were bones, scraps of fabric, and buttons from the soldiers, and a few piles of beads indicating the Native American tribes. Some of the bodies were believed to be the centuries-old remains of the Tokabaga tribe. It's believed that when Brooke founded his fort, he cleared land that had been part of an ancient burial ground. Where the garage stands today is possibly an extension of that burial ground, as well as an internment area for the later Seminoles, American soldiers slaughtered in Seminole Wars, and Confederate soldiers who lived and worked in the fort. When Fort Brooke was decommissioned and eventually taken over by Progress, no one considered the fate of the unmarked cemetery and its hundreds of graves. Despite having been respectfully reburied, the disturbed spirits of those laid to rest may still linger, and it's possible that not all of the bodies were uncovered during construction of the parking structure and that there are still remains under the parking garage today. Many say the spirits of those buried there are no longer at rest because they have been separated from their ancestors and fear they will forever be forgotten under the structure of steel and concrete. There have been many reports of unnatural shadows throughout the parking structure and the sound of distant drumming and chanting, which could be an echo of the Native American tribes that called the area home centuries ago. Some motorists say that they often feel as though they are being watched, adding that being alone in the empty parking garage isn't nearly as frightening as feeling like you're being watched in one. Tampa police, who regularly patrol the garage, are quick to say that they too have heard the tales of spirits and otherworldly incidents in the Fort Brooke garage. Interestingly, ghost stories were shared in the area of Fort Brooke long before the settlement had even had a chance to take off. In 1824, a soldier wrote a letter to his father and detailed what many believe is the first documented ghost story of Tampa Bay's history. The young officer, named George A. McCall, wrote many letters to his family while at Fort Brooke. Many of those letters were preserved in the book Letters from the Frontier. In one of those early letters, McCall writes to his father and detailed what can only be described as phantom ships sailing into Tampa Bay. The letter goes like this. On a foggy morning, one of the fort's sentinels had climbed atop a tree to get a view of the entirety of Tampa Bay. Soon, he yelled out, Sail ho! indicating that ships were headed toward shore. The distance and the fog made it difficult to determine from where the ships had come, but Colonel Brooke was optimistic that the fleet of four or five ships were friendly, and he immediately grabbed a handful of his soldiers to join him in a rowboat so that he could properly greet the new arrivals with refreshments. However, the soldiers never left the shore. McCall writes that as they were climbing into the boat to start the short journey, the ships and their massive sails simply vanished. 
The men were so confused that they rubbed their eyes in disbelief, for they had all seen the incoming vessels. But where were they? The mystery of the phantom ships was never solved, but with so many soldiers seeing them, and the colonel himself looking to go greet his new guests, how could it have all been a mistake? Some soldiers guessed that the ships were phantoms of doomed vessels piloted by their murdered crews, or perhaps it was the echo of pirate ships that never found their way to the shore. Tampa Bay, and all of Florida, is riddled with tales of pirates like this. So many pirate tales are in Florida that a future podcast will be devoted to just that subject. So who or what is haunting the Fort Brooke garage? Is it the spirits of restless and ancient Native Americans who were disturbed during the construction of 1980? Maybe the souls guiding the mysterious phantom ships finally made landfall. Or, perhaps... It's the disturbed echoes of soldiers ambushed during battle who are still looking to get home to their families. One thing is for sure. Something, or someone, is still staking claim to Fort Brook more than 130 years after it was decommissioned. So the next time you drive to downtown Tampa for a night out on the town, be wary when you return to your vehicle. There's a very good chance that despite all the activity along the Riverwalk, you may still hear a ghost from Tampa's distant past or see a shadow still looking for a ride home. Phantom History is researched, written, and produced by me, Steve Blanchard. Music is courtesy of Shane Ivers of SilvermanSound.com, Chad Crouch, and Raphael Crew. If there is a mysterious location that you think would make for an interesting episode, please let me know by emailing podcast at phantomhistory.com. You can also follow this podcast on Instagram through my podcast handle, at phantomhistory, and see photos, news articles, and other extras on the podcast website, phantomhistory.com. In addition, I invite you to like the Phantom History page on Facebook, where you will receive updates, photos, participate in discussions, and more. Please consider giving Phantom History a five-star review on whatever platform you use to enjoy podcasts, and thank you for listening.